Before I begin my homily this morning, I would like to acknowledge uh, the absence of one of our faithful members from our drive-in 715 Mass community. Sadly, Jack Brennan uh, uh, passed away and went to God after a very long life of 94 years, filled with life, filled with love, filled with kindness and compassion to other people. He always parked over here on your left at the back of the bicycle store, um, and you can see a photograph of him and two bollards reserving his space, symbolically saying that he is still in our midst. And we pray for him, the happy repose of his soul, and for, for uh, his family who are grieving him at this time. One of the first words of Jesus when he began his ministry was the word repent. Repent and believe the good news. Now, many people think that this is like giving up your old sins, or it is uh, changing your way of life, and not, not being selfish, not being rude, not being, you know, unkind and, and being resentful towards people. But it, there is a much deeper meaning to that word repent than the one that most people think of. It is a very profound, calling for a very profound change in your relationship with God, in your understanding of God, in your relationship with God. Sister Ruth Burroughs, who is a mystic um, and an expert on prayer, puts it very beautifully. She said, we never pray. We never, our prayers are something that don't come from us. She says, when we pray, it is God who is working in us and bringing about this desire to pray, a desire to be with. She says, the divine life desires to communicate its holy self to us. This is God's will and purpose. It is the reason why everything that is, is, and why each of us exists. This means that our way of knowing things, attitudes and actions arise from this knowledge of God's love for us. We have to allow ourselves to be loved, to be there for love, to love us. We have to become that self that God wants us to be which only God can know and bring into being. Entering into the mystery of God remains remaining open to the influence of divine love. God desires our friendship. Intimacy with God is the blissful fulfillment of us all. So I give you a few words of quotations from Sister Ruth Burroughs, but she sums up a very beautiful way the God of Jesus Christ. And we can see in the life of God, how in, in the life of Jesus, who God was. First of all, it was Jesus who always took the initiative. It was Jesus who went out to people. And he went out to the highways and the byways, to the people who were most in need of God's love, in the remote places, in the desolate places, to the last, the least, and the lowly. And that is where Jesus spent most of his life. It is only at the end of his life that he went up to Jerusalem. But most of his life was sent out in the rural, remote places, constantly ministering to God and constantly inviting people into a new relationship with God. Jesus focused on two things. He focused on God's unconditional love for every human being, a love that is not just unconditional in a reserved way, but a love that is active, alive, constantly communicating, 
constantly presenting itself to each human being. Secondly, the God of Jesus Christ was a God that never holds anybody in their faults and failings, in the mistakes, in the sins that they have made in life, in the words that are spoken that have caused division, in the actions that have caused pain and suffering. All are forgiven. And Jesus and delighted in forgiving people. I'll, of course I forgive you. Go and sin no more. Woman, has anyone condemned you? Neither do I condemn you. Go in peace. So they are the two uh, bedrocks of the God of Jesus Christ, the God that Jesus Christ wanted to communicate. And when he spoke about God in this way, we see in John's Gospel in particular how he identified himself with the bread. He said, just as God gave you bread when you were on the Exodus journey to keep you alive, so now I am that bread of life. I am myself God in your midst. I am the bread of life. And we see in Scripture that the majority of people left him. Most of the people walked away and left him. And they returned to their former ways of life because they could not accept this type of God because it was radically different from the type of God that was established in the temple at that time. The type of God in the temple was a God who had to be appeased, a God who had to be given something in order to a sacrifice in order to answer our prayers. And in particular, a God who that the forgiveness depended on the penance that people did. If it was a great penance, then a great forgiveness was given. If it was a light presence, then it was only a conditional forgiveness that was given. So we can see the difference between the God of Jesus Christ and the God of the people at that time. They rejected this type of God. What we have to be very careful of is that we don't reject the God of Jesus Christ in our own lives as well. And this is tested when we go through a difficult time, when we perhaps get a diagnosis of cancer, or a child of ours is sick, or somebody dies, and we say, how could God have let this happen to me? And we beseech God with prayers, thinking that the more prayers and rosaries and devotions we do, the more love and forgiveness, the more love and presence, and that God will answer our prayers. It is, it, this is an affront to God, a God who died on the cross to show us how much he loved us, a God who gave us his own son, so we don't have to appease God, we don't have to relate to God in a very strange way, a very primitive way, because what God wants for each one of us is that of friendship. Another way in which we reject God is in the area of forgiveness. And this we can see in two ways. If we knew God and knew Jesus Christ, we would be able to make forgiveness a way of life. And even if we can't do it, if the wound is very deep, at least we will be making the effort to make forgiveness a way of life. If we hold somebody else in their forgiveness, we are rejecting the, the Lamb of God uh, the bread of life in Jesus Christ. And even more destructively, if we hold ourselves in unforgiveness, then in that particular way, we are completely rejecting 
the bread of life, Jesus Christ in our lives. So rejection is not just walking away as the Jewish people did, those, some of those people did, disciples of Jesus 2,000 years ago, and returning to a former way of life. Rejection can be an everyday reality in our own life. When we, respect, when we reject unconditional love and absolute forgiveness that is offered in Jesus Christ, the bread of life, who came to set us free.